Hello again, this is World Pastor Tony Alamo. This is program number 654. If you'd like to have a copy of it, Sharon will tell you how at the end of the program. Let us know whether you want a CD or an audio tape. They're free, including the postage and handling. I've got some music, real good music, tonight or this afternoon or this morning, whenever you're listening. I've got letters and a powerful message from the Lord, from the Bible. And it's rightly dividing the Bible to where you really can understand what it means. Because when we're living in the, uh, the carnal realm down here, we're living in the world, so to speak, we still have to be more conscious of the spiritual realm. Because the spiritual realm is what counts. Yeah, you know, of course, we're here in this world, and it counts that we know what's going on in this world. But um, we can't really even know what's going on in this world unless we're um, very well acquainted with the spiritual realm. Um, we've got to really know uh, what the Bible means. And I'm going to be explaining that to you, uh, to you today. But right now, let's pray. Father, uh, open heaven. Uh, and heaven is in my heart. The kingdom of heaven is in my heart. And so I'm talking to you, Lord, knowing that you're closer than any other, uh, than a brother or a sister or anybody, a friend. But because there's no friend in this world to me like Jesus. Uh, everything uh, that I know when I do everything that you say, you're going to... And you constantly bless me. And so I know that uh, when I do good to my enemies, when I don't retaliate, that uh, and if they're thirsty, I give them something. And if they're hungry, I give them something to eat. And uh, so I'm never overcome with evil. Because I overcome evil with good. This means, Father, that whenever any evil thing is happening, all I do is just keep following your commandments, and that is good. And so when I do that, when I don't try to resist the evil, but I keep doing good, which you tell me to do, well, then I know that I will overcome the evil. You will overcome it for me. Lord, bring this message home uh, today uh, that souls will be saved and the church strengthened and that the, the devil will be bound when I ask you to because I can't just ask you to bind the devil and that be at odds with people that are evil toward me. I just pray to you, and I do what you tell me to do. I overcome evil by just keeping your commandments, and then you overcome the evil for me. So I'm not going to be overcome with evil. No matter what they throw at me, Father, you know that I'm going to just overcome it by doing what you say. Lord, uh, there is... And so I know you're going to resist the devil when I say for you to do that. 
I know that you're closing doors to him when I do what you say, yet I know that you're opening doors for me when I do what you say. So that overcomes evil. Lord, I ask that you uh, continue doing that as I continue doing what you tell me to do. Uh, and I pray that everyone will catch on to that. These are your instructions that they really work. I pray that everyone catches on to that in the world and that they, so that they can be healed and so that they can understand how to be blessed by you. Father God, I ask it in the mighty name of Jesus. And everybody says, Amen. Amen. Isn't that simple? Praise the Lord. Now here's uh, the, the Alamo Brothers a Quintet to sing. Boy, this is going to be something. I'm going to build on that shore, and I'm going to walk with Jesus right on the shore right there in heaven. I'm going to build on that shore the Alamo Brothers Quintet. Well, I'm going to build right on that shore. Right on that shore. are really good singers and they're really spiritual uh, problem is is they um, I guess they got to be a little puffed up and most of them have all fallen away from the Lord which goes to show 
that the Lord says, when he says, I'll spit you out of my mouth, and when he says, I'll blot your names out of the Lamb's book of life, your names must have been in there in the first place or he wouldn't be able to blot them out. And you must have been in the body of Christ or else he wouldn't be able to spit you out of his body. And so it's very important that we pay attention and get down to the actual quiescence of what the words of Jesus are saying to us. I mean, he's not a kidder. He's not fooling around. He's telling us what's what. Okay, Sharon, do you have some letters today? Yes, I do. Okay, where's the first one from? From Los Angeles, California. Okay, well, that's where we are. <laughs> right from where we're at. All right, praise the Lord. Let me hear what they have to say. Thanks so much for the tracks and tapes. Please keep sending the tapes. I need them desperately to get me through my day. It's hard to go on in life without them. I can't get on in life or through the day without having the word in me daily. Praise the Lord, Regina Ricardo from Los Angeles, California. Well, that's exactly what the Lord says. We have to uh, die daily. In other words, when the word of God hits us, it mortifies us. It mortifies our flesh, and it keeps us uh, in God's way. He's the way. He's the truth. He's the life. Our carnal minds are not the way. Uh, it seems like, you know, so many people today think they're geniuses and the uh, satanic government, government has made them to think that they are uh, gods, so to speak. But no, you're not gods. The Lord says when, uh, he says a lot of people are going to get killed and he's, he's saying when they kill you, when they're killing you, will you say, don't, you can't kill me, I'm God. <laughs> this is uh, to give you a little indication of how insane people are today. Uh, they don't want to receive it. They've been told that they're somebody. But the Lord says we have to die because he's the somebody. And when we're in him, then we're in, we are in life. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Okay, you have another letter. Yes. Where is this one from? From Abaya State, Nigeria, Africa. All right. In the darkest, deepest jungles of Africa. Oh, let's hear what they say in the jungles out there. Dear Pastor Lamo, greetings to you in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Pastor, first of all, I want to thank you for those materials you sent to me, most especially the Messiah book in the Bible. I read completely all the Messiah book, and my life has been changed. I am now busy distributing the newsletters you sent to me and as well spreading the word of God. Many people in my street have been demanding for the Messiah book, but there is no way I can give them mine. All I did was to lend it to them. Pastor, how I wish your ministry is here in my city now. I really want to worship with you. Pastor, as I told you before that I came from a poor background, everything is not moving on well with us over here in Nigeria. No food, no clothing to wear, not to talk of furthering my education. But I now want to do the works of he who sent me. Please, I really need your help. Pastor, I now want to be a good distributor of your books and as well spread the gospel to the whole world like you do. My people are really suffering. The devil have eaten them up, so I've decided to do the works of God by helping them and telling them about God. So I need more of your newsletters, your CDs, and many more of your English literature, Dry Bones, 
to build up my wisdom and for easy distribution in my city. Thanks and remain blessed. God is really using you. Yours in Christ, O Undembaga from Abaya State, Nigeria. Oh, praise the Lord. Yeah, I know the Lord is using me, and he wants to use you too. I mean, you know, if you do what the Lord says to do, uh, like I didn't realize that uh, the Bible was as true as it is until I started doing what the Lord said. And that happened around 44 years ago. I just started seeking him with all my heart and soul because I'm really honest to God, do not want to go to hell. And uh, my, I, you know, a lot of people say that I'm egotistical, but I'm not that egotistical to rely on my own brain or my own carnal mind to get there. I have to rely strictly on the word of God. Now, if people don't do that, it's just it's hopeless for you to be able to get to heaven. It's, it's uh, impossible. There's no way. And the only other uh, place to go would be hell and the lake of fire. And I don't want any part of that. I mean, I really fear the word of God to do what it says. Now, a lot of people say, we're not supposed to fear God. Whoever says that to you is a liar. And then some people say, well, the only thing, you know, we're not supposed to be talking about uh, religion and politics. Well, I don't talk about politics, really. Incidentally, it looks like we might be having a black president in the United States. What are you people in Falk, Arkansas, and all you Q Klux Klan people going to do? Burn a cross on the White House lawn when that happens? You're funny. Don't you know that uh, you've uh, lost in another thing, too? Not only are you coming against blacks and for Jewish people, you're going to stand in front of the world's greatest Jew in the kingdom of heaven. And what are you going to do when he's sitting there looking down his nose at you and judging you for your hatred of Jews and blacks and your love for operating in this world under your own carnal brain. Don't you know that yeah, the, the actual brain of human beings is very weak? Look at Ronald Reagan and all these different supposed to be smart people. They caught this, uh, what is this, uh, Alzheimer's or Parkinson's? Well, which one was it that they catched? Alzheimer's. 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 That means their mind went out to lunch. They didn't have a good mind in the first place, and so the Lord took what they have away from them. And um, remember when he said they asked him a question, they're giving him the third degree, and he says, I can't remember. I can't remember. Well, if he would have concentrated on the Lord instead of the Roman Catholic cult and the Pope and all the other things that he had his mind on, giving awards and tribute to the German, the Nazi soldiers that were killed in World War II at Bitburg. Um, if he had a good mind and would think of godly things instead of the evil that he was thinking of, he's, he would be able to remember things. And some people say, well, he conveniently said that he didn't remember. Uh, I'm going to know, was inferring that he was lying. 
Well, you know, they're still burning torches for Kennedy and all these people. And what good was it? I want to uh, do things on this earth that are eternal. Because once these guys are gone, somebody else rises up to take their place. But who's going to take the place of Moses or Joshua did, but still Moses is worshipped by the Jews and remembered very well. And everybody in the Bible that's really been somebody in the Lord is always remembered. And so that's what, uh, I'm not doing it for remembrance, I'm doing it to save my behind. That's what I'm protecting. I'm doing what the Lord said because I know that a soul uh, that sins, and sin is doing the opposite of what the Lord says. Sin is not listening to God. Uh, thinking that your carnal mind is uh, more intelligent than the Lord's. And the Lord puts somebody in charge, and then you, uh, like Moses, for instance, and then you got a Dathan that thinks, now, come on, you guys, let's go back to Egypt. We'll get onions back there, and we'll get leeks. It's amazing how many times we walk by onions and scallions and leeks like that at the supermarket, uh, not uh, remembering that uh, in the Bible it says that the entire nation of Israel um, fell prey to a bunch of rebellious people, and they wanted to go back to Egypt so that they could... Um, uh, have onions and leeks and scallions and things like that. Amazing, isn't it? I like to, when I look at things, uh, meditate on uh, what, how this uh, is uh, reproved and rebuked in the Bible. So we're going to start over here now, uh, where we left off. Uh, that was chapter what? Anybody remember? Let's see, I think it's chapter 12, yeah. Chapter 12, and we're getting almost close to chapter 13 here. Verse 20, therefore, if thine enemy hunger, if they want to know what the word of God says, feed them. Don't say, I'm not going to feed him the word of God or her, because I don't like them. I'm going to withhold the word of God from them. And uh, uh, that way I'll get even with them because I'm going to deprive them of eternity. Well, that, um, the Lord says, ah, ah, if they hunger, feed him. And that also goes for uh, food that's necessary for your body. If he thirst, they hunger, and blessed are those that hunger and thirst for the word of God, for righteousness. Give also your enemy the, uh, give him drink. And, and, you know, like, that's why I preach the gospel to everybody, because the Lord's command me to preach it to everybody. And then they get upset and say, why, why are you uh, preaching the gospel to me? Can't you see that I don't like that, and uh, we're going to start shooting bullets through your uh, church window, and we're going to burn your church down. No, you're not. You may shoot bullets through the window. This is the only reason that I hired security guards at our church, is because they would burn the buildings up, but the Lord says to fight a good fight. 
No, we don't want anybody to kill anybody, but we sure don't want you to kill us either. The Lord said that we have to defend ourselves. We have to resist the devil like the ones that we've been confronted with for so many years, and he'll flee from us. And I see that happening all the time. I mean, you know, you want to bite? <laughs> there was a, a little baby that was in our church, and a, a baby came up and bit him, and so she bit right back. She was only about one and a half years old, and she's, she is just a baby that came out of her mouth. She said, I bite, baby. I bite back. Well, we bite back, too, you know, but we bite back with the word of God. We don't uh, do anything to hurt you, but it seems like we're just really hurting you a lot because you're just throwing a fit uh, when we preach the gospel to you. So, therefore, you become our enemy, but we still, I still distribute literature. Some people call literature tracks. Well, we that are born again of the Spirit, we know that we call them tracks, but it's literature. We send them boxes full of literature, uh, such as uh, the different pieces of literature that I've written and uh, from the Lord, and also the Messiah books and the Bible. That's literature. So we bite back that way. It's harmless. We don't hurt anybody. But yet it just infuriates them because they want they don't want to be told what they have to do in order to get into heaven. And why? It's just like people cutting their own throats or committing spiritual suicide. All right, and so, so if we feed our enemies and give them something to drink, uh, the Lord says, uh, for in so doing thou shalt heap coals of fire on his head. Well, you said the Lord said that, and that's the Apostle Paul. Well, the Apostle Paul said that everything that he said came out uh, from the Lord. So it is actually the Lord saying it, all right? doesn't matter. And the things that I'm uh, teaching are the things that the Lord impresses me with his spirit to teach. So it's all coming from the Lord. So uh, in so doing, the Lord... If they don't, if they just keep wanting to be our enemies after we're being so kind to them, the Lord will pour coals of fire on their heads. Now, uh, verse 21, be not overcome of evil, but overcome evil with good. That's what I was saying in the prayer. You know, a lot of people, they're sick, they're in beds, they're dying, they think. And they become grouchy and evil. You know, they start getting upset. And they just say, put a sign up above my bed. Don't feed me. I want to commit suicide. Not uh, Or help me, doctor. Help me die. You're not supposed to be overcome with the evil that you have, uh, this disease, the evil disease you have. But you are to do what the Lord says, overcome evil with good. By, um, like for instance, there's um, maybe uh, a government agency or many government agencies are coming after you to throw you into prison for something that you didn't do or uh, something that some new law that they made up 
that you didn't know about or something like that. Well, if you were smart, what you'd do is learn the Bible and do what the Lord says. And a lot of people say, doing what the Lord says, that means send money to some evangelist someplace. Well, if the evangelist is feeding your soul and you have finances, well, you have to tithe, uh, you know, to in order to. But that's not it. I mean, it's like I uh, there's. Every kind of problem in the world, many of them around me, people threatening my life and all this, but I don't fear that. Uh, this is evil, but I'm not overcome of evil. But what I do is continue preaching the word and taking care of all the necessities of the church. People need new shoes. I uh, give them the money to go get them. Or uh, I'll take them to get them. Uh, I'll go with them. They uh, want uh, new dresses or new. Uh, the guys want new uh, uh, suits. They need a suit uh, to go to services. I buy the suit for them. Shoes to match. Or dress shirts. Uh, you know, most ministries they don't even buy you a toothbrush. But over here. Uh, we take care of everything. And if you noticed uh, this uh, Tony character that's uh, trying to uh, destroy his children, he wants to take him out of the church. Uh, he states that, um, and so many other people have said, you know, that, yeah, that's what you do is you just support everybody and give them everything they want. And that's why they stay there. Not because of the Lord. Well, the Lord tell it is of the Lord because the Lord is the one that told me to support all their needs. Uh, I never heard of any dog, even a dog, biting the hand that feeds it or trying to make you look like an evil person for taking care of the poor and needy. I mean, is that supposed to be bad now? Is that what you uh, Vaticanites say? Is that... I take too good of, uh, care of people, and, and is that why you're saying that I'm evil? Sure, he buys people. I'm not buying anyone. If you don't keep the commandments in my church, you're, I, I ask you to leave, and that's the way it is. So I'm not overcome with these things that these um, people say about me, uh, but I try to win their soul, so I continue preaching the word of God and overcome evil with doing good. Not to the uh, just enemies. The, the best thing I can do to my enemies is preach the gospel to them and warn them of the wrath to come. Now, this is chapter 13. Let every soul. Now, everybody on the face of this earth that's still breathing is a living soul. They're a lot, you know, they're, they are living but the only life that they have is mortal. In other words, they're going to die. And their souls are going to go to hell. And so what we preach the gospel for, uh, not only to people that are nice, but to people that are evil, is uh, so that they will uh, not go to hell. This is what Jesus died for. And so we're not saying we're good. The only good that we do is what the Lord does in and through us. 
And I believe it's really good for people to explain to the people of the world uh, what the Word of God means. So here's a very important one. Let every soul be subject unto the higher powers. Uh, because the, the lower powers, in other words, the secular government, they don't have any power at all. They don't have the power to save people or to heal them or to cast devils out of people. So they have no power at all. And they have no power to give you eternal life. So for there is no power in secular government. There's no power but of God. So God is not a secular being. He is a, a spiritual being. And so there's no power but spiritual. Let every soul be subject unto the higher powers. For, in other words, not down here on earth, for there is no zero zilch power but of God. Well, you say, but they, we're running the government. Are you? Are you? You've run the American government right into the uh, sewer, is what you've done. But there's no power but of God. The powers that be, the real powers that are be on this earth are ordained of God. Let me tell you, folks, I'm one of those powers that is ordained of God. So uh, the President of the United States doesn't have any power. They can have power to put you in jail. Like uh, Bush did to me, I uh, informed people that he uh, had some a lot of Nazis around him. His advisors, six of them, were Nazi war criminals. And so, man, he says, this is enough with Tony Alam. He picked up the phone and told the Judge McCullough. He called the IRS and told him, get him into a court where nobody, uh, where he doesn't have a church. That was Memphis, Tennessee. So Judge McCullough says, I'm gonna, there isn't anything that I can do because the Bush appointed me as a judge and I've got to do what he says because he's my God. But uh, uh, no matter what we do, the Bible says that we have to take up the cross, deny ourselves. If we get put in prison, we have to go there. Because uh, Christ went to prison. And who are we to say, no, we're not going? They say that this uh, prostitute that they just put in uh, prison hung herself. I doubt that very much. They got the book of all the... Uh, tricks that she had in there and so maybe some of them were the press of the United States we don't know but they had to shut her mouth they do that a lot they say that she left suicide notes who wrote them the secretary of the United States or somebody I don't know who wrote them because I know they always say like in El Reno prison there was an inmate uh, that was beaten to death. Blood was all over his cell. Uh, and they said he hung himself. <laughs> There's nothing in those cells. I was, I've been at El Reno for the gospel's sake. And there's nowhere in that, uh, in those cells where you can hang yourself. It's impossible. And so, 
it was this one day, I've never heard of anyone that got hung, that the blood was all over the floor and the walls and the ceilings. And there are people that uh, the inmates were called up there to clean up the room. And they said there was just like a gallon of blood all over that place. The sheets and the mattress and the floors and the walls, everything was just smattered with uh, blood. Uh, you got to watch it when you go to hospitals or when you go to prison. You just got to chill out and just don't uh, get in those guard spaces because the Lord tells you to agree with the adversary when in the way with them or else, you know, you're going to go to the highest court, to the judge, and then you're going to get a lot of time. And if you get in front of their faces in prisons, you're liable to get uh, beat to death, and they'll say that you hung yourself. So that's what they did with this guy. His face, there was pictures that, I don't know how they got these pictures, but they beat him to a pub. He was black and blue. And he was a muscle head. He worked out with weights and everything, but um, you get a bunch of those guards, and they call them the goon squad. They dress in black, and they put hoods, a plastic hood, so they can see through them. And they have what they call these rib crackers. And they come in with those rib crackers. I watched them over in um, Florence, Colorado, through the window while they were doing that to a bunch of blacks. They told them to come out of the television room, and the television room is all like glass. And they, uh, what they do is stand in uh, rows of two. And maybe there's like a, a eight or ten rows. And then all of a sudden they slap one foot down and and the other one they don't. And they slap the other one down. It goes boom, 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 boom. While they're walking towards that TV room, the uh, CEO, the correctional officer, locked the door. And then they opened it up and they went in there and beat those black guys to a pulp. And then they uh, cuffed them from behind and their uh, feet and they ran a pole. Uh, between one uh, chain and the other, and they were carrying them out face down, beaten to a pulp. And uh, I'm not trying to get people to be afraid of them, because it's for sure, uh, I'm not afraid of them. I just knew what the Bible said, and I obeyed it. Like a lot of people get in uh, police officers' faces. The police officer says, get out of the car. They say, yes, sir. You just get out. You agree with the adversary because they can kill you. And they have. There's a singer that's named Jimmy Rogers. He sang uh, Honeycomb and all kinds of big songs. And the Los Angeles Police Department beat him until I've never heard of him since. I don't know what happened to him. He had the biggest career going. What a great singer he was, too. And he sang many songs. Uh, the Long Hot Summer. And that, he did that in the, the movie. And uh, just so many songs. And uh, he might have got porky and started yelling at him or maybe fussing with him or maybe kicked him or something. And they just beat him uh, until he couldn't be in the uh, and have any career anymore. Uh, Therefore, if thine enemy hunger, do what the Lord says. Agree with the adversary quickly. But if they're telling you, uh, Jesus is not Lord, say that. No, you can't do that. That isn't feeding them. Or don't be a coward, because that's not feeding them either. 
if they hunger to find out if you're of the Lord, feed them. Let them know that you're of the Lord. Stand up and say, yes, I'm a Christian. Uh, don't be afraid uh, or ashamed of the church you go to just because there's some uh, carnal opinion about them. But be proud to be a Christian. They say, I'm proud to be an American. A lot of people are not proud to be Americans. And that isn't patriotic. I used to be very proud to be an American. And I was in the Navy. And I listened to what they say because we had to crawl on our stomachs under machine gun fire that was going 18 inches over our heads. And I thought, man, this is making me panic because if I panic and stand up, and they warned us before, if you stand up while these good bullets, you'll be dead. Because they were a 45 caliber Thompson machine guns uh, firing over us. Boom, 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 a steady uh, uh, stream of those bullets going over our head. And that well, we really had to obey what they said. Otherwise, we'd be dead. And it's even worse with the Lord. You have to obey what he says, or else uh, many machine gun bullets from Satan will hit you and you'll be gone. Because it's a real bad thing to uh, doubt God. Because God is not to be doubted. He said, those that believe me shall be saved. But those that doubt me are going to get hit with the machine gun bullets. I'll kill you. I'll destroy you, the Lord says. So, you know, you can take a lot of the things in the world that are dangerous, but the most dangerous thing is for you to not believe God, to not do what he says. Because when he kills you for and gets angry with you, it isn't just for a few minutes or it isn't that you might get wounded or something like that. It's forever. Your soul will be in hell in the lake of fire forever. So, you know, pay attention to what the Lord says. So, therefore, if thine enemy hunger, feed him. Let him know that you're a Christian. If he thirst, this isn't just talking about, you know, food and water. You know, we'll do that. That's easy to do. Even a person that isn't saved, born again of the Spirit, does that. The Catholics give people food and drink. And they even give you food stamps. And many people have sold their soul for uh, food. But we are the ones that are in charge in this world. And therefore, uh, uh, we uh, do what the Lord says. Otherwise, we won't be in charge. You can't do what you want to do and not do what the Lord says to do, and be uh, in good standing with the Lord. For in so doing, we will heap uh, coals of fire on his head. Amen? And we overcome evil with good. Uh, chapter 13, let every soul be subject unto the higher powers. Uh, for again, I want to say, and this is for you to remember, these are the rules for eternal life. For there is absolutely, there is zilch, absolutely no power but of God. The powers that be are ordained of God. And so I'm saying that I am definitely ordained of the Lord. And um, I'm sure there's others too. But uh, they need to get out and start talking 
the talk. Verse 2, whosoever therefore resists the power, those that you resist, those of us that are the power of God that is ordained here on earth, resists the ordinance of God. If you resist us, you're resisting God. And they that resist shall receive to themselves damnation. If you want damnation, then go at it, buddy boy. Just go at it. Because that's what you're going to get. Uh, there's even people in this church uh, and other churches that resist the ordinance of God. They resist what he says for you to do. You have to be obedient to those that have the rule over you. Whosoever then, therefore, resists the power that's ordained of God, which is myself. Now, God called me in a supernatural way that I've never heard of anybody being called that way. The closest is the Apostle Paul. Uh, resist the ordinance of God. And they that resist the power of God shall receive to themselves damnation. Now go right ahead at it, buddy boy. Go ahead and you'll see that I see that what the Lord says to do and I do it. Uh, then uh, nothing happens bad to me. And when uh, I wouldn't, well, then terrible things would start happening to me. And if terrible things are happening to you, you better receive what the Lord says. You know, like if people were kind and they says, uh, we really admire your work. We uh, we love the work of God. We love his word and everything. Could we come and visit uh, our children? But people that are saying that we're molesting children and that we are hiding people in tunnels and that we are, uh, you know, uh, beating people and that we are abusing children. Do you think that I'm going to let somebody like that in my church so they can go and tell their children, you're being abused, aren't you? Uh, you're going to get beat. We're going to put you in jail. We're going to kill you if you don't say that these things are happening. For uh, So this is not, what you're trying to do is resist the powers of God. Whosoever therefore resists the power, and he, right there he says that I am the power. Not the president. Not the pope. Not anybody like that. Whoever resists the power, which is myself, resists the ordinance of God. If you resist me, you're resisting God. And they that resist shall receive to themselves damnation. All right, you're the mayor of a city and you're a marshal or you're a president or a vice president, secretary, treasurer, attorney general, and all these things. And if you're told to do something, that would be resisting the power of God on this earth. And you do it, you are walking right into the fiery furnace. And I guarantee you the son of man... This is not going to be in there with you. Verse 3. For rulers were not a terror to good people. If somebody says, we love your church. Can we come to church? Could we see your church? Uh, but if they, you know that they're just doing it because the government is telling them to harass us and everything, 
those in the government that are harassing us, you're in trouble. You're going to receive into yourselves damnation. Those that resist the power shall receive to yourself. You're doing it to yourself. Damnation. For rulers are not a terror to good people, to good works, but to the evil. We're a terror to you evil people. Because when we pray, or when you do something bad to us, I don't even know a lot of the things that you people are doing to us, but all of a sudden I hear somebody died and we found out that these people were uh, getting ready to murder you or something like that. Or they went into bypass surgery, like uh, President Clinton, who, according to John Peeler, uh, uh, hired him to uh, assassinate me. For rulers are not, and I'm a ruler, of this uh, spiritual ruler. They're, we're not a terror to good works, but to the evil. Wilt thou then not be afraid of the power? Will you not be afraid of me? Because God backs me up, folks. Whether you like it or not. But you could be blessed by the Lord if you do well too. Do that which is good, and thou shalt have uh, praise of the rulers of this world, like myself. I'll praise you. And if I'm praising you, and God is telling me to praise you, and therefore you know that it's God praising you. Verse 4, for he, the ruler of this world, is the minister of God. It's not the stinking IRS or the Pope. But we are the ministers of God to thee for good. We're trying to tell you, and I'm not trying to tell you, I'm telling you what good is, and this is what good is. But if thou do that which is evil, be afraid. I'm telling you people, be afraid if you're going to continue with your stuff. For uh, I don't bear... I bear not the sword, the uh, the word of God, in vain. I'm doing it, and there's a lot of profit in me doing it. It's not vain. What you people are doing is vain because you're bringing condemnation and damnation unto yourself. But what I'm doing is bringing blessings on myself, my house, everything. For he, it says, is the minister of God. Do you think that these secular powers, these guys that were men, uh, that were attorneys, the Lord says, woe unto you attorneys, for I am the minister of God, a revenger to execute wrath upon him that doeth evil. Well, if you're doing evil, I'm going to fight you with words. I'm not going to send somebody over there to play with your nose and your lips and your eyes and stuff, or your ears. I'm not going to send anybody over there to rub your ears together. But I'm going to pray to God. Because God knows how to dismantle you far more than I do. But I know who to go to. Verse 5. Wherefore, ye must needs be subject uh, to the higher powers, such as myself, not only for wrath, 
but also for conscience sake. Now, there's a lot of people that came against us, and they're laying in coffins now. Some of them, are, I'm sure, are deteriorated. And you want to play that game, the same thing's going to happen to you, according to God. I'm not uh, threatening anybody. I, the word of God threatens you for your own good. So he's saying, get right with me and with the powers that I have ordained on this earth so you can be blessed. Wherefore, you must needs be subject. Subject yourself unto my teaching, which is actually the teaching of the Lord. Not only for wrath, you have to be subject because, uh, you know, if you're doing something wrong, you're going to get some wrath. I'm going to tell you what you're doing wrong. And if you just keep doing it, then I am going to put you, I'm going to ask you to leave the church. So be subject. If you, if I tell you to leave the church, you must leave the church. So not only for that, for wrath, but also for conscience sake, so that your conscience is clear before the Lord. Because who likes going around? We never know when we're going to go out to meet the Lord. And who wants going around with a conscience that is pointing its finger at us, its bony finger, and saying, you know you've sinned, and if you die, you're going to hell in the lake of fire. Verse 6, for this cause pay ye tribute also. Well, he's saying, for this cause, give money. Support the ministers. Tribute. For they are God's ministers, not secular ministers that the Pope has sent to do evil to you, to throw you in prison and take your children away from you if you're not the same religion they are. Just because you believe the Bible... They're going to take your kids away from you. You folks that uh, they're doing that to, you're perfectly legal in the eyes of the Lord for marrying females that are uh, uh, have reached puberty. That's the law of God. And it's perfectly legal for them to marry who they will, whether they be uh, young or old, if they can support you and your children. For for this cause, for for this cause, for for this cause, pay ye tribute. Because I'm teaching you the gospel. I'm telling you what God says. The other ones uh, talk around it. For they are God's ministers, not Satan's ministers, attending continually upon this very thing. Verse 7. Render therefore to all their dues. Tribute to whom tribute is due. Well, you give me tribute, and I'm going to give it, play it for radio time. And uh, one of these days, maybe the Lord will open the television channels to us again. Because it's for sure we've got a better message than they do. And you say, well, I like my minister. So what? He's not teaching you what I'm teaching you, and I'm teaching you from the Lord. Custom to whom custom. Fear. To whom fear. Honor to whom honor is due. Verse 8. Owe no man anything. That means if I don't preach the gospel to you, then I owe you something. And if I owe you something and I stand before the Lord, 
It's like he told Ezekiel, if you don't tell the people what I'm telling you to tell them, all their sins are going to fall on your soul. The blood of their souls is on your hands. So Ezekiel would go to hell. So the same thing with me. If I don't tell you what the Bible says, I'll go to hell. And so don't blame me for falling in love with you. Okay? Blame God. You want to blame God and shake your fist in his face and do it because I think it's funny. You're a funny little monkey. Verse 8. Owe no man anything but to love. Keep the commandments before one another. For he that loveth, that preaches the gospel against everything, against all carnal people, uh, loveth another, hath fulfilled the law. So love is the keeping of God's commandments. My time is up, so this is time for us to pray. And the Bible tells us to pray without ceasing, but this is we're going to pray for you. And you're going to pray for yourself right now. So say this prayer to the Lord. Say, my Lord and my God, have mercy upon my soul, a sinner. I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of the living God, and I believe that he died on the cross and shed his precious blood for the forgiveness of all my former filthy sins. And I believe that you, God, the Father, raised Jesus from the dead by the power of the Holy Spirit. I open the door of my heart, and I invite you into my heart, Lord Jesus, Holy and Holy Father and Holy Spirit. You're one. Wash all my former filthy sins away in the precious blood you shed for me. You will not turn me away, Lord Jesus. You will save my soul. I know because your word says so. Your word says that all who call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Therefore, I know that you have heard me, and I know that you have answered me, and I know that I am saved, and I thank you, Lord Jesus, for saving my soul. I just praise and thank the Lord and Sharon. Tell our listening audience how they can receive a copy of this program number 654. Um, it's free of charge. Just let us know whether you want a CD or an audio tape. Go to alamoministries.com or write to Tony Alamo Christian Ministries, P.O. Box 6467, Texarkana, Texas, 75505, or call area code 479-782-7370. That's 479-782-7370, or fax to area code 479-782-7406. Praise the Lord. This is World Pastor Tony Alamo saying, Tune in tomorrow for another exact, straight, and narrow uh, program on how you are to attain the kingdom of heaven on a a 24-hour-a-day basis, one day at a time. Well, the Lord prophesied all the things that he was going to do in the Old Testament, and then he did it. So uh, here's our quintet again to sing for you, My Lord done just what he said. Well, my Lord done just what He said. Just what He said. Jesus done just what He said. Well, He healed the sick and He raised the dead. My Lord done 
Just what he said. Just what he said. Oh, well, my Lord done. Just what he said. 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 Said he healed the sick. And he said he raised the dead. And he done. Just what he said. Well, he said he'd be a doctor. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Said he'd be a lawyer. Yes, Lord. Try the rich and poor. Yes, Lord. A soldier and a burden bearer. Yes, Lord. Raise about down here. Yes, Lord. He's done. Done just what he said. Oh, well, my Lord, done just what he said. Just what he said. Done just what he said. Done just what he said. Just what he said. Just what he said. Said he the sick, and he said, Done just what he said. 